0: Praise God, praise God. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Healing School. Uh, We're excited about you joining with us today. We're going to be getting into the Word of God concerning healing. God wants us to walk in health, and He wants us to know what the Word says. So, in Healing School, my job is to put the Word in front of you, keep it before you so that you'll never forget uh, what the Word is saying. And reminding you, because I'm believing uh, during this healing school that many of these scriptures will just be just memorized and that you will know where they are and that you will just have them in your heart and just speak them out because it's very important that we say as we were reading Psalms 91 last week, we were sharing where it was saying, and I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. And I say that I am healed I say that he sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all destruction. I say that he is the God that heals me and takes sickness away from the midst of us. And that's kind of basically where we're going to start today. So, Father, we just thank you and praise you for these that have joined with me today. Lord, we are so thankful for another day that you've made. We do rejoice and we're glad in it. Lord, you didn't have to do it, but you did. And we're thankful to be able to hear your word today and not only hear the word, but be doers of the word. In the time that we're in right now, Lord, we trust you. We trust your word. And we say that it is medicine to all of our flesh and the entrance of your word gives light. So we receive the light of your word today. Holy Spirit, you're the teacher, you're the counselor, you're the guide guide me and direct me into the hearts and the minds of the people that are listening, Lord, that they will see the salvation of the Lord in this year of supernatural manifestations. So thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. So again, uh, we were talking in the last couple of weeks about uh, healing in relations to words, healing in relations to words. And so we're kind of finishing up on that. And uh, one of the scriptures that we dealt with and what I want to pound into you today is uh, the scripture that we read in Exodus fifteen twenty six. Exodus 15, 26. And, and this title, basically we're going to deal with, I am the Lord that heals. I am the Lord that heals 24, seven, seven days a week, all throughout our lifetime. He is the God that heals. And it says, and he said, if this is so important because this is in the NIV translation. And it says, he said, if you listen carefully, and this is what I want to emphasize today. If you listen carefully to the Lord, not everything that's going on in the world, not everything that the doctor's saying, not everything that your family is saying, if you listen carefully to the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight. See, when we're talking about healing, when we're talking about following Christ, we want to hear exactly what he's saying and asked him to help us to do what he's telling us to do. It says, if you listen, if you listen, if you hear one in King James, I believe it says, it says, if you hearken to the voice of the Lord, your God here in in, in NIV, it says, if you listen carefully to the Lord, your God and do what is right in his sight, (laughs) do what is right in his sight. You know, when we were little kids, you know, we could do right in mama's, uh, in mama's sight, but we would cut up, uh, when we got out of her sight, but the Lord knows all things and he wants us to do what is right in his sight. One scripture in Proverbs says, there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is death. And and man thinks that he's doing things right, but the end is death. So he said, if you hearken to my voice, do what I say. You don't have to try to figure out how you're going to do things. You're going to do it according to his word. So you do what is right in his sight. That way you don't have to, as we used to do as kids, be out of mom and dad's way. When we weren't doing what is right, we were kind of sneaking and doing different things. But when we're doing what is right in his sight. We can just come boldly before him and not be afraid. So if you listen hard, carefully to the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, it goes on to say, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the, of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I, and this is my point, I am the Lord who heals you you. But he gives us an if there, and it's a condition. He's saying, if you will hearken into my voice. And so I'm going to kind of go into some things today to help us to make sure that we're hearkening to his voice. Uh, Sometimes we feel like, you know, I I go to church, I serve God. And and, uh, so I think I'm listening. Okay. Or carefully hearing what he's saying. Well, I'm hearing what he's saying, but you know, once we leave uh, our churches and once we leave uh, our, our close our Bibles, now it's up to us to go and do what he, what we just read. So he's telling us some different things that we're going to kind of talk about today. Cause I want you to walk in health. I want you to, uh, if you experience everything that God has for you, that he has in his word, and he is not a man that he should lie. And I'm just trusting God that you'll get a revelation today that this word is working on the inside of you and you doing what is right. Because Holy Spirit will come and tell us sometimes if we're getting off track, if we're not doing what is right. But you got to give ear and you got to hearken and you got to obey what he's telling you to do. And I used to tell my kids, you know, when they say, well, we gotta go to church. Uh we gotta, we gotta read the Bible, we gotta have Bible study. And I tell them, no, we get to. We get to read the Bible. We get to go to church. And we they change it if I if I bring it up to them now as grown children. They remember, mom said, No, we get to. So I'm telling you today, we don't have to obey, but we get to obey what his word tells us to do. We get to follow his his example and his word, and he lays it out for us so we get to receive the benefits of serving him. So our next scripture is what uh, I want us to look at because these are the things, if you will hearken to his voice, and what does he tell us in Isaiah 26 and three? In Isaiah 26 and three, he tells us, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, why? Because he trusts in thee. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. See, there's a lot of things that our mind can be on right now with that all that's going on in our world. He didn't promise you perfect peace if your mind is on everything else. So I'm trying to bring you for your healing and for your deliverance and for your strength and for your immune system to be built up and for you to be all that God has called you to do. These are some of the things. He says, I'm the God that heals you if you'll hearken diligently to my voice. And then he's telling us here "Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Thee, stayed on Jesus. Old song that we used to sing. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Now it's up to me all day to keep my mind on Him and His direction, His way of doing things. I mean, He wants us to handle our business, but He wants us to do it His way. So our mind should be stayed on Him. How would He want me? to answer this call? How would he want me to speak to this person? How would he want me to handle these emotions that's going on on the inside of me? If my mind is stayed on him because he trusts in thee. And then uh, uh, John 14, 27, still talking about peace. He says, I'm leaving you in the new living translation. It says, I'm leaving you with a gift. I'm leaving you with a gift. What is that gift? Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Oh, we are children of God. I gave my heart to the Lord and he has given me a gift. And that's peace of mind. But I can't have that peace of mind if I'm allowing my mind to go everywhere. Everywhere my flesh. See, we're in these fleshly bodies and these uh, fleshly minds, and we've got to deal with what's going on around us and how we deal. He says, "I'm leaving you with a gift." Now, gift—if he's trying to give you something—I'm leaving you with a gift. A gift can only be a gift when it's received, and you have to be able to receive it. I'm leaving you a gift. Now, I need you to 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 receive it. And which is the gift, the peace of mind and heart. So there's one thing to have your mind. okay? it's one thing to have your mind at peace, but your heart, because we deal with the heart. Our heart is, the scripture says, is is uh, deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It can get really wicked in there. We, I mean, we can start thinking things and we can start harboring things and we can start, uh, just uh, holding on to different things, and then it's in our minds, comes from our heart, comes to our minds, and then it comes out of our mouth, and we put ourselves in a bad situation. So he says, I'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. He says, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. The world can't give me what I have in Jesus. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away, but I can give it away if I decide that I'm going to do things of the world and not the things of the spirit or of the leading of the Lord. He says, so don't be troubled or afraid. And I think that's what got people really shook up right now. They're troubled and they're afraid. he's telling us again, hearken, if thou will hearken to the voice of the Lord, or as we read earlier, if you will listen to the voice of the Lord God, he says, so don't be troubled. He says, don't be troubled. And one of the translations says, let not your heart be troubled. So if you let not, you got some ability there. You can choose to be troubled or you can choose not to be troubled, and if you feel like you're you're troubled, you go to the Lord in prayer. And Lord, I, I'm dealing with something, and I and I know it's not right. I don't like this feeling that I have. I don't like the emotions that I have. I don't like the thoughts that I want to do towards somebody. Okay, so He says, don't let your heart be troubled, and don't let it be afraid. So if He tells you, don't let it, don't be then he's given you the ability to do something about it. And we're talking and we're in healing school right now. So these things are presented to you because when you're afraid and many doctors and medical people will let you know, fear and trouble is what causes the majority of diseases in our bodies. And God is saying, if you hearken and do what I'm telling you to do, I'm not going to allow these things to come on you. Like I call allow to come on those who don't trust me, who don't obey me, who don't do what I tell them to do. And so uh, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. And then we're going to look at that same scripture, uh, John fourteen twenty seven. We want to look at that now in the uh, Passion Translation. The Passion translations also, it says, I leave the gift of peace with you. I leave the gift of peace with you. And he says, This is my peace. We just got through coming out of the Christmas season and we talked about the Prince of Peace, you know, peace, goodwill towards men, peace. Jesus came. He says, uh, His name shall be wonderful, the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He gives us peace, but He gives it if we we'll take it, if we'll allow it to happen in our lives. So it's the gift. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world. Fragile is just, can just fall all apart and just not last. But this kind of, not this, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect, perfect peace. Andre Crouch used to sing a song. That's a song. i will give you perfect peace if you only keep your mind, only your mind is stayed on him. And uh, so that's so important. It's a gift. It's a gift. And again, the gift needs to be received. If we receive this gift, no matter what is going on in our world, all around us, sickness, you know, it's it's really been difficult. And, and I choose, I choose to do what the word tells me to do when every Day, I'm getting calls from people whose family members in our congregation or family people that I know that are falling and um, are in the hospital or uh, are transitioning to their heavenly home. I mean, I have to choose. I have to let not my heart be troubled and I have to not let it be afraid because I am doing what I can do to help people to to live a healthy life. And then after I after I do that, then I have to choose and receive the gift that God has given me, the gift of peace. And he said he would give it to those uh, who trust in him. So I trust in him. And there's there's a way some people say, how do you do that? How do you deal with all the members and all the things that you have to deal with? I choose to do what the word says. And I can walk in health because I trust in him that he will take care of everything that I need. Okay, so we just read that out of the uh, the Passion Translation, but now we're gonna, uh, uh, let's see here. Okay, here's the Passion. He says, Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts, John 14, 27. So, uh, yes. Okay, so that was new living before. Now this is. Uh, the rest of okay of the twenty seventh, because it goes on to say. So after it says he'll give you, but my peace, my perfect peace. Then it says, don't yield to fear, or be troubled. So we know that it's a possibility. Fear's going to come. Fear, uh, fear comes like a temptation. The old song we used to sing. You'll hear me say a lot of times the old song we used to sing. I didn't realize what those songs meant. It said, yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you some other to win. Yield not to it. So don't yield to fear. Temptation of fear will be there, but don't yield to it. And so uh, one other scripture that I love, it says, I won't be afraid of evil tidings, for my heart is fixed. I think that's Psalms 112 and 7. I will not be afraid of evil tidings and we get evil tidings all the time. Different things are happening. Turn on the news. There's evil tidings, but I won't be afraid of evil tidings because my heart is fixed. Trusting in God. I'm trusting in God. So it says here, don't yield to fear. So we're still talking about healing right now. I'm the God that heals, but he says, if you diligently hearken to my voice. So I'm sharing some things that the way that you hearken to his voice, you hearken by don't yield to fear or be troubled in your heart. Instead, be courageous. Instead, you fight it. You know, we talked about, you know, when there's a storm, how the cow tries to run from the storm. And as he runs from the storm, the storm picks him up and knocks him around. But the, the buffalo, he faces the storm. He looks at the storm. Yes, this crazy stuff going on in my world. Yes, there's sickness and disease in the land, but I'm gonna be courageous and I'm gonna face it. I'm gonna do what I have to do. And I'm going to walk straight through this thing. I'm gonna do what the word tells me to do and I can win. I always triumph in Christ Jesus. So don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Just fight the enemy. Enemy comes one way. He's got to flee many other different ways because you know who you are in Christ and you're not going to let your heart be troubled. You're going to say what the word says about you. And you're going to have the peace of God because your mind is stayed on him because you trust in him. And he's going to give you that perfect peace, that gift. You're going to receive the gift. And then when scripture tells us, that, you know, that if you lack wisdom, ask of God. If I don't know how to, to, to do this, ask of him. Show me how to walk in this peace. And then when he tells you to do it, when he shows you what to do, then you do it because he, he's a fair God. He's a very uh merciful God, he's meek and he's lowly and he will work with you. So you ask of him if you need help. And then it goes on to say, okay, uh, Psalms 112, seven, I mentioned earlier, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings or she shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Her heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. So that's one of my favorite scriptures. Thank you for bringing that up for me. So that wasn't part of my lesson, but it is a part of my lesson because I just know that you. there's evil tidings, I, but I won't be afraid. All this that just happened, some crazy stuff just happened, but I can't be afraid because my heart is fixed and I'm going to face it. I'm going to pray like the Lord tells me to pray and I want to get ahead of myself, but I got to deal with it the way the Lord told me to deal with whatever is going, I'm going to do it courageously. Instead, be courageous. Don't be in fear. Don't be troubled. You be courageous. And then also in uh, Ephesians 4.26. So a lot of people are angry right now. A lot of anger in the world right now. So what do I do? Again, he's the Lord that heals us. But he says, "There's certain things you're going to have to listen to me and do what I tell you to do." And he says, "Be ye angry, and sin not, and then let not the sun go down on your wrath." So there's different things on either side. No matter who you believe in, what you believe in, why you think this person did this or they did that, and how wrong they were. Be ye angry that things are are out of order, but don't sin. You know, you can be, be for this one and the other one is for that one, but everybody can fool around and get into sin because they're angry and they're allowing themselves, their emotions to get out of control. So whoever is right, whoever is wrong, God is the judge. It's up to us to be angry with things that needs to be straightened out, do what we can do. Again, we face it with courage, you know, we do what is right, but it's not up to us to go to sleep and go to bed with ourselves all upset. Let not your heart be troubled. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Then it goes on to say, be angry. I understand that some things in this world is going to tick you off, but you're angry with it. And we talk about righteous indignation, you know, is I I know that things need to be changed and I want to be a part of that change. But I can't do it with my emotions out of control. I can't hate this person. I can't hate this person. I can't take hate this group. Okay, I can't uh, have ill feelings because all that is working on your heart. All that is working on your mind. It's all working against you, your peace. So again, be angry, sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. I like the way the Passion Translation puts it. Uh, that same scripture in Ephesians four twenty six in the Passion Translation, and it says, "But don't let don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin." Okay. You're passionate about what you feel. Yes. Wow. This is not the way we want our government. This is not the way our world, our nation, we're better than this. We're better than this. Okay. This is not how things should be. We don't know where all this is coming from, but don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. And then it says, don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge. That's what the passion translation says in Ephesians 4, 26. Don't let the passions of your emotions lead you to sin. (laughs) Okay. It's real. It's real. And you've got passion and you want to do something about it, but don't let it lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be Fuel for revenge. I'm going to get back at them. I am you know, I can't rest because I got to pay them back for what they did. And why don't you do this? And why aren't you doing this? And this and that. No. Not even for a day, it says. You're all worked up. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge. Not even for a day. So that's where it says, don't let the sun go down. You catch a hold of yourself. And I realize, I realize, but God is our help. He says, you will, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. We're going to get into that a little later on, but we got to do things God's way for our own health. This is healing school now. Okay. We're dealing with our health. Your passions can get you all riled up. Your passions can get your blood pressure all mixed up and get your sugar off. Okay. It can get all kind of arthritis and all kind of different things aching in your body because you've chosen to hold on to something and use your anger as fuel for revenge. And that's not what it's for. It's Anger is to just deal with it and say, Lord God, I'm not happy with this. Things are not out of order. This is not of you. And let me... Be that light. Let me make a difference in my world. What it is is it that you would have for me to do? But I got to let things go. And I've got to uh, not allow my emotions to lead me to sin. Okay. And that can, it can do that. And many people are in prison right now. Many people have got put themselves in bad, bad situations because their emotions have allowed them has caused them to work out of character. God has given you a character and that is the character of his spirit, his fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, okay? And you stop, oh, I don't want to talk about that right now, sister, you know, I'm mad. <laughs> no. You get control of your emotions and hearken to the voice of the Lord God and don't let your passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Okay, again, we're in healing school and I'm giving you the different things because he tells us, uh, we saw in Exodus 15, 26, he says, if you'll start that off, gives us a, a, a condition. If you will hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and do all that he commands you. Okay, if you'll listen earnestly and diligently to me and do what I'm telling you, uh and do what is right in his eyes in his eyes okay so his eyes and he's telling you what his eyes want you to do his eyes sees you getting angry and he wants you don't let it lead you to sin yes we want some change okay but I'm not going to allow it to take me in a wrong position okay also we're talking about healing again we're in healing school believe God for your healing for your healing and also believe God for the healing of our nation. Believe God for your healing and believe God for the healing of our nation. Our nation needs healing. Okay. But God tells us what to do about that. Again, we hearken to the voice of the Lord God and do what is right in his sight, in his sight. So what does he tell us in second Chronicles seven fourteen? Some people say, I don't want to hear that right now. I'm mad. I'm angry. I want to do things my way. Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people, if my people, which are called by my name, it says, shall humble themselves. Humble. So that means you got your emotions under control. That means you got your anger under control. You know, it, it says it just, you know, sometimes you're just boiling on the inside. Because this way or this way, they didn't do it right. And they cheated this or they did this or, and they're wrong for this. And they're wrong for that. And yes, it's a lot going on. Now who can know who can know, but God, what's all going on. But he says, if my people, because I need you to be at peace. If my people, which are called by my name, (laughs) those who are diligently hearkening to the Lord, thy God, doing what is right in his sight, my people. These are the promises I've given to my people. So if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and do what? Pray. Well, Sister Godot, that seems like a cop-out. We need to do something. We need to make a difference. Yes, we do. But I don't know about you, but I believe that my God hears my prayers. And it may be look like it's very bleak around us, but this is what he told us to do again I showed you he told us to let not a heart be troubled he told you to keep your mind stayed on him and he told us uh, to trust in him and he told us to be angry but don't sin and now for our land to be healed he said if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and shall seek my face seek my face okay Not CNN, not Fox News, not MS, whatever, all these different channels. Seek my face. Trying to help you. I'm trying to help your health. I'm trying to help you to diligently hearken to the Lord because you feed more on that. Yes, we do need to feed ourselves. We need to feed ourselves with the things of God. We feed ourselves with knowledge. Yes, we need to educate ourselves to a degree. But if you if you're causing allowing that to take you away from what the Lord is telling you to do, and now you're hating people or you you're just despising and, and, and you're just just furious. Now your emotions are out of place. So he said, humble yourselves and pray and seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Wicked ways is holding hate and animosity and resentment and bitterness and fury. Okay. If you uh, seek my face and turn from your wicked ways, what will he do if you do that? He says, then will I hear from heaven. He says, I will forgive their sins, sins of the nation, sins of the world. So say, Sister Godot, it's just not happening fast enough. We got to do something. I understand that. But this is what the Lord told us to do, his people. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Whew. I need the Lord to heal our land. I need God to heal our land. And we want him to heal our bodies, but we also want him to heal our land. And he says, if my people, so he's not talking about the other people. He's talking about his people that are called by my name. We call by his name. So one scripture says uh, uh, that those that are wicked shouldn't even be calling on him. Okay. That them that love the lord oh my goodness what is the scripture i want right now we should depart from iniquity those that name the, the name of christ there it is let them that name the name of christ depart from iniquity it's all right y'all i didn't give you that scripture but let him that names the name of christ we name the name of christ and we should depart from Iniquity or wickedness, and so we do it. We are naming the name of Christ. We're His people. We're called by His name, so we humble ourselves. We're the ones that make the difference. We're the ones that can change things. And I know we've let things kind of get out of hand. So I don't know if we've been praying it like we should have been. But all we can do right now is obey Him and hearken to His voice. And He says, "And seek My face and turn from your wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin." Thank you, Lord, for forgiving the sins of the United States and heal our land. So many people are looking at our land from all over the world. We have let some things get out of hand. But what do we do right now? Instead of losing our cool, we trust the Lord and we obey him and we get on our knees and we pray. So we're going to need a lot of prayer moving into this 2021 and all that's going on. that's what we do. This is what he told us to do from the beginning. He's going to be with us and he's going to help us. Okay. So we diligently hearken to the voice, to his voice when it's convenient. And we diligently hearken to his voice when it's inconvenient. Because sometimes I don't want to hear his voice. I want to do it my way. I want to do things the way I feel right now. I just feel like I just need, somebody need to hear me. No, we do it when it's convenient. And when it's not, We do. When it's popular and when it's not. See, for the for the saints right now, it's not popular for us to say pray. People don't want to hear pray. They want to say hear act, do something, do this and do that. But he says, if my people will diligently hearken to my voice, do what I'm telling you to do. Do what's right. Make some things right, but do it His way. Okay, do it His way with a pure heart, with a heart. Of of compassion to make a difference in our world. Okay, so why is every sick person who is prayed over, uh, why is it every sick person who is prayed over uh, not healed? Uh, We don't know. God doesn't tell us. God doesn't tell us. But we talking about hearkening to His voice. So we ask, well, why? Why isn't everyone that is, uh, sick healed and we don't know, but we do know that doubt and unbelief can hinder his miracle working power. That's what we do know, the doubt and unbelief. And, um, That's why I want us to hearken to the voice of the Lord so we can trust him and believe that we're doing what is right. And then we know that he, in turn, is going to complete and do what he's promised that he would do. So um, we do know what he says in his word. And it says when Jesus returned to his hometown, we know the scripture and we see that in Matthew uh, 13, 58. When Jesus returned to his hometown, to those who knew him it reads, uh, he did not do many miracles there. Why? Because of their lack of faith. He didn't do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Why didn't they have faith? It's because they had gotten away from doing what was right in his sight. And he they had allowed themselves to get familiar with it. When Jesus returned to his hometown, See, we can get familiar with the word of God, and it's like right now I don't want to do it because we lack our uh, faith. Okay, we don't have faith in it anymore. We have faith in what we are used to doing, so we don't want to ever get to where we don't hearken to the voice of the Lord our God, and we don't listen to Him. Okay, so He wants us to get back to believing, believing His word for our nation. that's what's in front of us a lot. But so is health. So is deliverance. A lot of, of, of sick people right now. And I want the church of God. I want the saints of God who know how to pray to get this pandemic out of here. And the p- people to know that this, the prayers of the saints, the people of God are doing what God told us to do is, is causing the healing to come. And thank God for the vaccine. But it's something about the, the prayers of the saints and that God will be able to show himself big and strong and that they'll be able to see that the, these people serve God. They pray and they seek God and they do things right. And this sickness hasn't even come near them. And if we do what is right, we can expect the same thing. And this is what I want to believe for, for the healing of our nation, for them to see us walking in health, as well as having a healthy nation In God, we do trust, but God has to be presented in in the right way. And there's some things that have not been right. Okay. But God has the answer and he's going to show us how to take care of the things that are out of place and out of order, but we got to do what he told us to do. And so, and it says there in Matthew 13, 58, it says, and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith, because of their lack of faith. So we ask, why do not everybody get healed? And we don't have all those kind of answers. But we do know that when he came, he was in his hometown, that he couldn't do many mighty works. And I don't want it to be that, that the Lord can't do many mighty works in America right now, or even in the house of God and the people of God because we want to keep our faith alive. We want to keep our faith in God. We want to continually trust in him. So he could do many mighty works there. And then in the NIV, in that same one, he says he did not do many miracles there because again, of their lack of faith. Faith is what pleases God. Faith is what I'm teaching here in healing school that we got to continually have faith in God and do what he's called us to do. And then we can stand on his word. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Those that believe in him must believe that he is. Okay. And that he got to believe first that he is. Right now we're living in a world when people don't even know that he is. And unfortunately, as Christians and people of God, if we don't stay before the Lord and, and keep feeding on his word, we're going to forget that he is. OK, got to believe that he is. He's still my God. He is still the author and the finisher of my faith. We know he is not the author of confusion. So when there's confusion around, we know something is off kilt. Okay, but he says where envy and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. And I know I've gone off a little bit. There's confusion and every evil work. So there's envy and there's strife in the world. Wow, big time. But he told us what was going to happen when that happens. There's confusion and every evil work, lots of evil stuff. But we got to stay in faith so that we can still see the miracles the healing miracles for our physical bodies as well as our nation. So there's aspects of healing that we will never understand. We will never understand. And Paul uh, writes, he says here in 2 Timothy 4 and 20 in the NIV, he says, Erastus stayed in Corinth. And then he says, and I left Trophipus Trophimus sick in Mil- Miletus. Okay. Paul says, Era- <laughs> Erastus, Erastus stayed in Corinth and I left Trophimus sick in Miletus. Okay. Now we know Paul raised people from the dead. So why would it that he would leave his sick friend there and not heal him? So here again, some things we don't quite understand. Why would Paul, who had raised uh, who have raised the dead, leave a friend sick instead of praying and seeing him healed? There are many things about God that we don't know, but there's one thing we do know, and those are the things we hold on to. See, this is how people get off. They start looking at what didn't happen, and they start tripping on the different things that's going on. Well, why didn't he heal uh, tropphyphemous <laughs> okay protomus uh why didn't he heal him so well maybe he won't heal me okay that is not your concern what we do know okay that's what we have to hold on to so but those scriptures are there so we can see it but so we can understand Paul didn't heal him for what reason or he didn't stay there until he got healed we don't quite understand the whole purpose and we don't understand the purpose of some of the things that's going on in our world. Why certain people haven't received their healing, but that is not what we're supposed to be uh, camping at. And that's not where we're supposed to be putting our emphasis It's on what we do know. We got to know what we know. OK. And we know that he says, I am the Lord that heals. And that's what we read in, in Exodus. OK. I am the one that heals. And then it goes on to say also. uh, And he says, since he said also, he says, I am the Lord and I do not change. Okay, and that's in Malachi three and six. I am the Lord and I do not change. So these are the things that we want to hold on. These are things we know. We don't know what happened to Paul and them back in in that time, why he left his friend there. But what we do know is what we need to concentrate on. Okay, and you can leave that one there as I go back and say and start it off with Exodus 15, 26. I'm the one that heals you. So that's what you want to emphasize on. And then you also want to look at here in Malachi three and six in the New Living Translation. I am the Lord and I do not change. I do not change. I do not change just because something didn't happen to someone here or someone didn't happen over there or, or or. someone close, a good person. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I can't, I can't know everything about everything. I need you to know that God promised to heal, that he's still doing it. And he has not changed. I'm the Lord and I do not change. And then also in Philippians 13 and eight in the NIV, Philippians eight, 13 and eight, and it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, eight in the NIV. So he has not changed and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Those are the things that you need to keep inside of you, keep, keep your mind on, okay? Don't worry about what didn't happen. What you do know, he's the God that heals. He's a God that never changed. And he's the same again yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So we go to him for healing based on his word. We stay based on his word. That's what you fill yourself up with. That's what you keep on your mind as we're, we're going through this whole pandemic, as we're going through things that were happening before. God is our healer. He's our deliverer. And, um, you know, we just can't get into fear. We can't get into fear. He's still the healer. And if we diligently hearken and do what he says and do what is right. And if we're his people and we're called by his name and we're humbling ourselves and pray, then we know he will will hear from heaven. He'll forgive our sin. He'll heal our land. Our land needs to be healed, healed from this pandemic, healed from this uh, injustice and fury and all that's going on, but he's a God and that's where we need to focus on. Okay. Uh, one of the last statements uh, Jesus made before leaving the earth. So this is uh, very important. The last statements he left before leaving the work, the earth was found in Mark uh, 16, 17 through 18. Mark 16. Uh Did I get that right? Yeah. And he says, this is what he said right before he left. He says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Ooh, that's the big word, Sister Godot. All you that are listening, I'm working on your believer. (laughs) I believe I'm working on your faith. I'm working on that for you to get what God has for you. Before he left, one of his last statements, he says, These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. There's power in the name, power in the name, power in the name of the Lord. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Devils are are real. There's, There's evil spirits that are floating around that we have power in my name. They shall cast out devils. The Devil try to rise up in you, cast them out. Okay, don't get spooky on me, says, you know, No, I'm saying if evil something evil thoughts come to you, he says, cast down imaginations and every high thing. If anything is not right in you, you come against it, or and those that are around you, you don't have to get in their face. And in the name of Jesus, I cast you out. No, in the name of Jesus, we can just call on the name of the Lord. Something ain't right, and in the name of Jesus, he says, in in my name you shall cast out devils, and they. Sh- and they shall speak with new tongues. Okay, you shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. Okay, verse eighteen. Uh, And they shall lay hands on the sick. They shall pick, uh, take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Lay hands on the sick. Well, you know we're not being able to lay hands like we want to, but we can teach people how to believe and lay hands on themselves. And then we lay hands on those that we can put our hands on. But these are signs shall, uh, that follow them that believe. We can do these things that never changes. He is not changed. This is still what he wants us to do. And these were the last things before he left this earth. These signs shall follow those who believe. And again, I want you to believe God. I want you to believe for this next generation. I'm so thankful for my children and grandchildren uh, learning the word of God. They, they pray for, they pray for each other, they pray for me, they pray for uh, their friends because they believe the word of God. They believe And God has answered their prayers. And and we do that for all the generations. That's why he tells us in Psalms 112 that the generation of the upright are blessed because you're going to keep teaching your generation to believe God, to believe God, to be your healer, to be your deliverer, and that we can um, be healed. Okay. These signs shall follow them that believe. Okay, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But you can't, you know, no need to lay hands on somebody if you don't believe. So that's where we don't want to ever get familiar with the scriptures. We don't never want to get familiar with our pastor and just don't believe the word and get away from the word. This is the time that for us to see the healing power of God is never before because we're trusting in him. And this is what he said right before he left. So do you believe God still heals today? I hope you do. If you do, then obey his scriptures, obey his scriptures. And it goes on for our last scripture on that part is in James 5, 14 uh, through 15. And it says, uh, let's call for the elders of the church. Is anyone among you sick? let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him and anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. If you've got sickness, if something's going on in your body, call for the elders of the church, let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of Jesus. I'm just thinking about some of the people while we had our doors open and then Periodically, when we go uh, for just special uh, recordings and things, people will bring their bottle of oil for us to pray for. No, we're not there to be able to uh, pour it on you and and but they want their oil blessed. Pray over my oil and then they take it and they use it uh, throughout their household and through, on their bodies because they believe they believe these signs shall follow them that believe. You call for the elders of the church and let them pray. And then the last part of that, it says, and then the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if he has committed sin, he shall be forgiven. Believe, believe. These signs follow them that believe. Now you call for the elders. Now that you believe, do what the word says and get some agreement with that. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord Will raise you up, and the prayer of faith is going to uh, bless our nation and our world because we're going to pray. We're going to do what the Lord says, and um, and if we've sinned, uh, He says they'll be forgiven. Okay, if we committed sins, it shall be forgiven. Amen. All right, so di- don't give up. Believe God for your healing. Amen. Believe God for your healing. Um, <clears throat> wow, time's getting away. Ah, I had another little point. but I guess I'm going to have to probably for time's sake. Oh my goodness. Ah, let's see. Okay. Okay. Real quickly. So in the time of pandemic and injustice and pain, okay, we still got to believe that he is our healer and we can't be complainers. Okay. And going back to Exodus 15, 27, we got to know if we do what his voice, hearken to his voice and do what he says, then we can receive our healing. So really important that we don't be complainers. You guys, we cannot be complainers. Philippians 4, uh, 14, uh, Philippians 2, 14 in the new living translation says, do everything without complaining." And arguing, the devil wants to steal our health because we are complaining and arguing, and so it's important that we don't. So uh, I read a little story, and I wanted to share that with you real quick. In an old uh, Pe- Peanuts comic strip, y'all remember those comic strips? And uh, too many people get the news uh, newspapers anymore, but there's little uh, comic strips. Lucy announced, she said, "Boy, do I feel crabby today." do I feel crabby today? And her little brother, Linus, always the peacemaker, responds, maybe I can help. Why don't you just take my place in front of the TV and I will go and fix you a nice snack. Sometimes we need a little... Uh, pampering to make us feel better. And a few minutes later, Linus brings Lucy a sandwich. She brought her some chocolate chip cookies and some milk. And he says, Is there anything else I can do? Or anything else I can get you? Is there anything that I missed? And, uh, and uh, so, anything I missed? And she said, Yes. And she snapped. She says, There's one thing you haven't thought of. She says, She says, I don't want to feel better. Uh-oh. She want to be a complainer. She says, I don't want to be, feel better. The truth is that some people don't want to feel better. Okay. They just want to be heard or to let out their frustration and complain. And complaining is how they get it out. But we, when we do what the word says, he says, don't do anything. She says, do everything without complaining and arguing in Philippians 2:14. So do you know anybody like that? The Bible repeatedly tells us to stay away from complaining. It takes uh, a gut level honesty to ask yourself, you know, how much of what I say focuses on complaining about the situation instead of how to improve it. You got to look at yourself and how much of what I'm I'm complaining about or The situation, am I trying to improve it or I'm doing a lot of complaining? Uh, Have I built my life around people who feel the same way? People would probably be upset if I decided to grow and adopt uh, a better attitude. Some people don't want you to have. They want to be around people that are complaining. So I'm trying to throw this at you on the way out here. Okay. Complaining is not of God. And he tells us again, when we hearken to his voice, these are the things you got to check yourself. Before you wreck yourself, okay. Check yourself. So you you people around people that's always doing. So be careful that you're not living in the past. Okay. Nursing old wounds and refusing to forgive. Make sure. Again, we're talking about that peace. You know, let not your heart be troubled. Let not yourself, don't be afraid. Don't be going back. Don't be refusing to forgive others and even yourself time alone doesn't heal. Time alone doesn't heal In uh, insight. Insight does. So when you find uh, the word, insight is what heals. Okay. time During that time, yes, some insight may come and you'll get a healing, but it doesn't do it alone. Time doesn't do it alone. Insight is what gets you through. Jesus said, knowing the truth, in John eight thirty two, the truth is what will set you free. And once you're willing to face the truth about your attitude and do something about it, your life will start to improve. The one and then the last thought, the one last thought or another thought that Paul gave uh, is in 1 Thessalonians in closing, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 because we need to stop complaining. Complaining will cause sickness. Complaining will cause disease, things to linger on. And he tells us in Philippians 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, I'm talking too fast, Thessalonians. He says, rejoice always. He said, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. All circumstances, Sister Godot, yes. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. All situations because he's telling us what to do to keep us from going the wrong way. We want to do what's right in his sight. He's got a plan laid out for us for our health. So this is God's will for your healing. This is God's will for your healing. So do it. Do it in Jesus name. Stop complaining. Stop murmuring. Stop being around people that is going to cause you to just keep mess going. Okay. Give it to the Lord and do all things without complaining and murmuring. Okay. So thank God for you here in healing school today. Father, we just thank you and praise you that the word is falling on good ground and it's producing in every single life. Father, we want to be doers of the word and not hearers only. We desire to walk in health. For us and our nation. So use us to make a difference in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm believing for all of your health in Jesus' name that the the sickness has no place in your life, that you are the healed and not the sick, that you will rise and see the glory of God uh, as He ministers health to every part of your body, every organ, every cell is uh, to line up with the word of God today. So if you're here and you're listening to me and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today would be a great day to say, Lord, I need you. And if you just say this with me, say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I open the door of my heart. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I want to be a child of God. I want to be who you created me to be. So come into my life and save me. And I will live for you all the days of my life and Holy Spirit come in, be my comforter, be my strengthener, be my helper, be my guide. And I will heed to your call in Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer with me today, you have accepted the Lord Jesus and he has forgiven you of your sins. And because of that, you have a new life. Says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we'd like for you to text, uh, text new life to five five four four four. It's on your screen. Text new life five five four four four. And we want to send a book to you. We want to send information to you. We want to help you with your Christian life. God has a plan for you, and it's a great plan. And we want to be a part of helping you to walk out that plan and to walk in health. In Jesus' name. Also, before we leave, we want to give you an opportunity to give give to help us to continually do what God has given us to do to help people uh, to win souls, change lives, help people. So we have an opportunity for you to text to give. It's on your screen to 916-970-7900. That's one way. Some people aren't into the technology. uh, So you don't um, necessarily want to go online. If you can, you can go online to our website, calvarychristian.com, calvarychristian.com and give. It's a donate. Uh, screen there for you to give that way. It's also a way that you can uh, mail it in to our PO box, or you can call it into our office. The number's on your screen, our church office and extension 163. They'll take your credit card information over the phone and you'll be able to continually give. The work of God needs to continually go on. You can also mail it to our p.o box so we look forward to you sewing we thank you in advance for whatever you do to help us to complete what god has given us to do to touch our world we love you god bless you the peace of god be with you the strength of god the favor of god that you walk in divine health the the shalom nothing missing nothing broken be upon you in jesus name god bless you see you next time in healing school